our strong tower. Our strong tower. The name of Jesus. Our strong tower. There's something about God. He always will reveal himself with a name. He said to uh, Moses, you know, I revealed myself to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, by this name. But now I'm revealing myself to you in a new name. So God, will, when he's going to do something, he gives them a name. But there is a name that is above every name. Now in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 4, he says this, Who has ascended into heaven? Or descended. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? We all know who did that, right? Who has gathered the winds in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell, if you know. So knowing the name of Jesus is a tremendous miracle. I know you know the name. The rest of the world, they know the name, Jesus. But they don't understand the power that's in the name. This is knowing the name of Jesus by revelation. God said you heard about the one who ascended and descended. But the key thing is, what is his name? Do you have his name? Do you know his son's name? And this was in the Old Testament before Jesus came. There is something about the name of Jesus. God wants you to know that name. It belongs to you. It's your personal possession. And you can use this name to gain victory over every circumstance that comes against your life. It's about the name of Jesus. The name that God has given to us on the earth for us to have victory with. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. In other words, when you run into the name of Jesus, no one can touch you. Now I like that song. Can't touch this. Remember the song that can. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. I love that song. I didn't care where it came from. I loved it. Can't touch. That's me. You can't touch. When you run into that name, you cannot be touched. There is no devil that can touch you. you know, I told the story about a lady I was trying to help. That a demon was oppressing. And she was a little free. The demon left for a while. And then the demon came back and brought another demon with him. And she said, she was called, I was on my way to Oklahoma. I was sitting on the plane when she called me. She was really distressed. He says, she came back. And she was able to see the devil. He came back, she said. And, and, and he came back with another friend of his. Tall, she said. Big one. And then he says, Pastor, good luck, I'm really afraid. I started laughing. She said, why are you laughing? It's not funny. I said, if I were in your shoes, I will ask the devil, is that all you can do? This, this, that's all you got? He's too, this, that's the best you can do, bring this big demon? He's too little. Go get something bigger. Because he's not going to be able to handle me. 
Go back. Get all of them and bring them to my room. You can't scare me with this one. That's the name of Jesus. God's giving you the name of Jesus. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If you are a true believer and you know the name of Jesus, you have nothing to fear. Not even death. Not even death. Death is a promotion for me. That's the way I see it. There is nothing to fear. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, if you know Christ, that's where to run to. When you are baffled, you are overwhelmed, go to the name. Just speak the name. And then you're safe. That's what the word of God is telling us. You know, you can get anything you want. If you understand the power of the name. The name of Jesus. You know, I read in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, the door will be opened. And then it says, For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. All you have to do is ask. Everyone, that means you. You say, well, I don't feel like God will listen to me. He didn't say that there. All he says, everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be open. Why? Because everyone who asks, receives. He didn't say, if you are a pastor and you ask, then you receive. No, everyone who asks, receives. That's the word of the Lord. But when you ask, you have to ask in his name. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. That scripture used to really bother me. The works that Jesus did, Jesus was talking about the miracles. And he says, those who believe in him will do the works that he did. And I'm thinking, wow, this is serious business. How can I? He made the blind to see. He healed the disease. He even raised people from the dead. And Jesus is saying, the work, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. And then he said, greater works than this, he will do, that's you, because I go to my Father. And then he says, and whatever you ask in my name, everybody say whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. You want, it, you want to define that? It's whatever, okay? It's whatever. Whatever you ask in my name, he says he'll do it. That I will do. In other words, what you are asking in my name, that's exactly what I'm going to do. What more do you want to hear? Everyone who asks receives. He says, if you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in His Son. Basically, when you attach the name of Jesus to it, God's glory is attached to whatever you are asking for 
Because God wants the, Jesus wants his Father to be glorified in the Son. So whenever you ask in his name, God's obligated to do his word because he wants to receive glory from your asking. Whatever you ask in my name, that I would do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you ask in the, the name of the Son, the Father says, that I've, got, I've got to get some glory here. I've got to do that because they're asking in my Son's name. If I don't do that, my Son is not glorified and I'm not glorified. Must say the love of God for us. No wonder Jesus said, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus has left us the use of his name. And the scripture says, if you say the name, God has ordained that every creature in heaven, every creature on the earth, and every creature under the earth, even in hell, at the name of Jesus, they must bow their knees and confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And so God has ordained that for us. In John chapter 15, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me. You think you came to Christ by your own? No. Yeah, you, made it, you said that prayer and you made it. You are in church this morning, not because of your own doing. Jesus said, No man comes to me except my heavenly Father draws him. That's the truth. You didn't come to Jesus without God's finger in that. You didn't come to church this morning because I just feel like... No, God put something in there because He wants you here in His house. No man, Jesus declared, no man comes to me except my heavenly Father draws him. And so Jesus is saying it here, you did not choose me. I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. He wants you to bear fruit. You know what kind of fruit? All kinds to make you comfortable. Because He said, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That they may have life and have it more abundantly. In your finances, fruit. In your spiritual life, fruit. In your prayer life, fruit. And he wants that fruit to remain. Peace. That's your fruit. Joy. That's your fruit. He wants, he said that it may remain. As your peace remains, your confidence in God remains, then anything you ask in his name, he's given to you. Because you are trusting in God and God alone. That's where your peace is. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. You're here this morning and you feel, I want Jesus. That's not because you're thinking it yourself. That's God injecting that to you. Jesus said, anyone who comes to me, everyone who hears from the Father, comes to me. Everyone who has heard from God, they will come to me. But if they've not heard from God, they will say, God doesn't exist. And they won't go to Jesus. But you have come to Him. And because you did, it was God that pulled you to Himself. And the reason is, there is something special about you when He created you. And He wants you for His purpose on the earth. And what you need to do is surrender to that. 
If there's confusion in your life, that's because you have not surrendered to His purpose for your life. You've not totally given everything to Him. But once you do that, then He will begin to show you and He'll lead you in the paths of righteousness, not because of you. Like He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You are called by His name and He's protecting you. He's blessing you, not just because of you. Yes, for you, but His name is tied to your life. And so He's got to get glory out of your life, protecting you to show you to the world. That's why Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Because you are called by His name. It's a special thing to get to know Christ. To be a family member. That's the thing that God has shared, to, shared with me. I'm a family member. I belong to the family of God. Moses, all of those are my brothers. All of them. Paul. Hey, brother Paul, how are you doing, brother? Are you okay this morning? Those are my brothers. Peter, that's, that's my brother. One day I'll be with my brothers. In the presence of our Heavenly Father. That's a great privilege. I'm looking forward to that day, but until then, we need to do some work here. We need to reach the world for Him. So we got more brothers in the family. Amen? So whatever you ask in His name, He will do it. Whatever. I like the word whatever. It's like an, you know, a blank check that's already been signed. He said, you fill it in. You mean that, really? <laughs> What would you do if somebody, uh, Bill Gates, give, gives you a check and says, uh, it's in your, uh, that's your name there, feel what it, feel it. If you put a hundred dollars out, say you're, you're crazy. You are nuts. You are really, oh yes. A hundred, uh, uh, you, that's Bill Gates. You know who that is? That gave you a blank check? If you don't know what to do with it, please give it to me. I'll show you how to work on it. But that's what God's done for us. Whatever you ask in my name, you need peace, He's going to give that to you. He says the Father will do it. Why? Because His name is tied to your life. And God wants to bless you. You know, God has given us a rod of authority to reign on the earth. To rule, not to be uh, President Obama, okay, <laughs> but to reign. So you got nothing to fear. I remember when I was a few uh, uh, months old as a Christian, we had been taught because I grew up in a place where we feared uh, witch doctors, voodoo doctors. When they show up, we scatter, <laughs> we scared of them. In my country, we fear witch doctors. And we fear witches. If somebody says, I'm a witch, if, if they're sitting there before long, that person will be sitting alone. The rest of them will move away. They are so scared of them. But God taught me, he's only possessed with a little witch spirit. And I have the Holy Ghost. Amen. From heaven. He's just a little spirit he's got. I'm not going to be scared of him. Can you imagine a, a, an elephant running from an, a, a, an ant? He's going to kill me. That ant, an elephant running from an ant, he's going to get me. I'm the elephant. And the voodoo doctor is the ant. 
I'm not running from him. They took me to one of them, big, recommended to to my parents. And because they thought he's received Jesus, his mind is crazy these days. And I told the witch doctor, I said, you know, I know they paid you some money to to do your witchcraft things on me. And I said, you know, you got more troubles than I have, you know. He was looking at me like, if you need help, I'll give to you. I said, I'm going to preach the gospel to you for a short time. I can't tell you to receive Christ. But after you're through, then I'm going to sit down here, and you can do all your what a witchcraft stuff that you do, but I'm guarantee you, you're going to be wasting your time. Now, I'm not going to go into that story. The next day, he was ready for me to leave his compound. Take that boy away from here. I literally heard a demon speaking to another man. He's the son, he's the son of God. Leave him alone. I heard that. I was just a few days old as a Christian. Didn't understand what was going on. Now you have been a Christian for a while and you got God. You got the name of Jesus. You can rule and reign on the earth. That's what the scripture says. You can reign. You got nothing to be afraid of. You can't be afraid of demons walking in your house, moving stuff in your house. Tell the demon, you think you can move stuff? I can do it better. I'll move it myself, you know, with my hand. I'm not going to be scared of you. There's no need to be afraid of them. They should see us and say, have you come to destroy us before the time? Jesus said, the same works that I did, you can do also. You can do the same thing. If you are a Christian. You know, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 17, God was speaking to Moses. He says, and you shall take this rod in your hand. Everybody say, my hand. Your hand. But in the New Testament, is your mouth. Hello? Did you see the sword from the mouth of Jesus in Revelation? He says, you shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do signs. These signs follow those who believe. In my name they cast out devils. They lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. I'm a believer. My job is to lay my hands. That's easy. How, how hard is it to lay my hands on the sick? That's not tough. I do what man can do. And let God do what God alone can do. Obedience is real faith. Just do what he tells you, to do, what he told you to do, and see what God's going to do. So God told Moses, take that rod in your hand with which to do signs, to persuade Pharaoh to give up. And that's the rod that you need to persuade him. Now, in Psalm 110, verse 2, it says, the Lord shall send... The rod of his strength. The Lord shall send the rod of his strength out of Zion. And then what does he say? Rule in the midst of your enemies. Just the rod with which to do signs. He says the, rod, the Lord himself will send the rod of his strength. And then it says, with this rod, not only you do signs, but you rule in the midst of your enemies. The Lord has prepared a table before me 
in the presence of my enemies. I'm reigning. I eat whatever God's prepared while the enemies stay around and say, I wonder why we can't touch him. Rule with this rod. God says, this rod in your hand. Take it. Take that rod. And do signs before Pharaoh. You know, God showed me some years ago. He said to me, he said, son, when Moses threw his rod down, what happened to it? He said, I said, well, that's easy. And I mean, it turned into a snake. And then he said, what did the magicians do? I said, well, they threw their rods in. And Pharaoh said, big deal, Moses. These guys have been doing that stuff for a long time. Okay. Come here, magicians. Show Moses. And they threw their rod down. And it became a snake. Snakes all of them, crawling all over the place. If you were there, I'm sure you'd be running for your life, okay? But they were just rods that you threw down, sticks. And then God said, did I do that? I stopped and said, oh, wow. My theology says, the devil doesn't... Well, no, first question is, were they real snakes? I said, yeah, the Bible says... They're real snakes. And then God said, did I do that? And I'm thinking, God cannot work with Egyptian magicians? So what's going on here? I've been taught the devil cannot make anything, cannot create anything. So what's going on here? I kind of struggle with it. I said, Lord, no. I, I, didn't, I don't think you did that. And then again, went on like, no big deal. Okay, what happened to their words? I said, well, uh, Moses' rod, snake, ate the rest of them up. And then Moses took his rod by the tail, and it became a stick. The same size like it was when Moses had it in his hand. But the other guys had to walk back home without their sticks. (laughs) That's kind of unusual. And my mind, something spoke in my mind. Cancerous cells don't come from God. If you, if you know science, when I worked in that area, they are aberrant cells. They are not body cells. They are foreign cells. They are criminals. They come to kill. But guess what? You got the road, okay? They eat all of them up. Amen? And when it's true, it's us. There was nothing there. You still got your rod to do more signs. That's what God, he says, rule in the midst of your enemy. Who is this rod? Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1, he says, There shall come forth a what? A rod from the stem of what? Who is he talking about? Jesus! Jesus is the rod from the stem of Jesse, with which to rule. God said, I will send the rod of my strength. And God sent the rod of his strength, that's Jesus of Nazareth, to us. And then he says, rule in the midst of your enemies. And God is telling, telling us here, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And that's us. You have nothing to fear. You got his name. 
I read testimonies all the time, no matter how tough the situation is. The believers, I think we're losing it. Because we just use the name of Jesus flippantly, and then we hear people using the name of you, even cursing in the name of Jesus, and we have forgotten the power that's behind that name. That can change any situation. All you do is just say the name. Say the name over and over again, over. I don't care what it is. Cancer, just say the name. Financial trouble, say the name. Is that place, is that tower of strength that we run to for our protection and we're safe. We just say the name. Jesus, Jesus, and you're troubled inside. The more you say the name, the more you speak the name, it seems foolish to do, but before heaven is a powerful thing that you're doing and the angels are responding as you are speaking the name because every time you speak the name, they bow. The demons bow. So things begin to change. The angels are moving right and left trying to, what do you need? You, I hear the name being called. I hear the name. What do you need? These angels have been sent forth to minister to us. And as you speak the name, they want to know what the need is. Tell us, what do you need? We're here for you. Because you're speaking the name. So Jesus said, when you speak in his name and you call his name, he hears. And the Father answers. Let me let you know this. In Revelation, when Satan rose to fight, God didn't step out of his throne. I mean, of his throne. He stayed there and the, the, the angels were the ones doing the fighting. So when you mention his name, those angels that have been sent, read Hebrews chapter 1, to minister to you, they are all over us. And you want to read in, in Luke chapter 4, after Jesus was tempted, the angels came to minister to him. If you think angels are not around, they minister to Jesus. Even the Son of God needed angels to minister to Him. And they are here to minister to you in your situation, your need to comfort you in difficult times. That's what the angels are here for. He is our tower of strength. So as we close this morning, how do you make this tower of strength work for you? What do you have to do? How do you make the name of Jesus work for you? How do you get God to work? Why is it that some people use the name and they get things they need? And others are using the name and it seems like they're just using words. What do you have to do? If you use the name and you are not committed to the name, He can't be committed to you. Deep calls out to deep. You got to be committed. Why would God be committed to you and his angels committed to protecting your life when you are not even committed to him? You've got to be fully committed to him. The more you throw yourself at him, with no reservation, the more he throws himself at you. He says, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, I'll deal with them in the same way. So we got to commit to him. He's committing everything that you are. Your finances, your life, your children, everything that you are. Just throw it at him. Yes, God, you can have all of it. But you never regret it. You never regret it. Never. 
There is no one that will commit and totally commit to God and that will regret it. You'll never do that. It will never happen. So how do we commit to Him? The righteous run into it. Is that not what it says? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, are you a Christian? They are not just righteous on their own. They run into that name. They are committed to that name. They defend that name. They stay with that name. Through faith. In the name. Because that's what pleases him, right? Through prayer. That's how you run to the name. How do you use the name? You're not praying in the name. You're not running to the name. So you got no results. You got to run to the name. You pray in the name. Is that not what Jesus said? You pray in the name. You have faith in the name. You study the name. This book is the name. This is the word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. You study this book, you learn about this book, you get to know His name, you get to know God. Scripture asks, what is His name? If you know. If you can tell. How do you get to know the name? It's not just knowing of the name of Jesus. Knowing His person. That you can use His name. So this miracle. So we commit to his name. We commit to his name. Look at this. Let me read this last scripture to you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17. He says, And whatever you do in word or deed, what does he say to do? Do all in the name of the Lord. Everything. Word or deed, you must do all in his name. In his name. When you honor his name, you commit to the name God will defend you with his life. You know, my friend, uh, Pastor Solomon, I'm hoping by the grace of God he'll come and be with us here. Some armed robbers, I think uh, those of us saw it in the video, armed robbers challenged him in Nigeria, we have armed robbers. They met him, and that's how that lady who testified, we couldn't hear what she was saying, but that's how she got to know of his church. Some armed robbers with their guns, they, they cornered him, and, and they were threatening him with their guns. And he rebuked them in the name of Jesus. They took off. They ran for their lives. With their guns, they took off. And barbers and people who had shops around, they knew of the story. Said, That's the pastor that those armed robbers ran from. With their guns. They ran away. Because of the name of Jesus. So we have no fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Always I'll say, I have a sound mind. I'm not confused. I have a sound mind. My mind is sound. And your mind is sound this morning. Amen? You've got the name. There's nothing that's above the name. Everything, as we are closing, everything that's in your life has a name. If it's financial difficulty, that's, it has its name. If it's debt, that's a name. If it's sickness, disease, that's a name. 
If it's pain, that's a name. Failed marriage, that's a name. Whatever it is, has a name. You can overcome that by speaking the name of Jesus. They will obey. That's why the disciples were so glad. Because demons respond. And usually demons are behind most of this confusion you have in your life. Demonic forces. If you don't understand, there was a man that was blind, deaf. Jesus cast out the devil. If you go to the doctor, they will begin to tell you the inner ear and all of that. Jesus said it's a devil. So demons cause all these problems. So your problem can be because of demons harassing you. Some of them are generational from your parents. They've been pursuing you and you can't get away from them. Breast cancer sometimes from generation to generation. You can break that and say, hey, you did it to them. Hey, but I'm a new creature in Christ. (laughs) You don't come into my home and you can't touch my children. Take this rod in your hand, your tongue. With which to do what? Do signs. Change anything that you don't like in his name. Amen. That's what it is. I have no fear. I don't fear nothing. Don't fear no accident. My children are protected. I don't rule. Is my son going to have an accident? He's going to die. If there is a God, I believe in God, he'll take care of them. They will do well in life. Because the scripture says, Isaiah 54 says, your children will be taught of the Lord. Can you imagine if when God comes to tutor your son at home, how smart that boy is going to be? I believe that. Amen? And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. And thank God, God's doing it in my home. I see it. I can see the scripture fulfilled. Is it shocked me? No. I knew that that's the way he is. I can be unfaithful, but he is faithful. So my sons are getting into Rice University. Can I brag a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Glory to him. And who might gain admission into uh, medical school? He's going to be a a doctor. Now I'm praying for one of them to desire to be a pastor. (laughs) That's a real strong prayer. God help me. But Jesus is with you this morning. Amen? Whoever you are, He is with you this morning. Even if you've done something wrong before you came to church, He loves you the way you are because you bear His image. God sees you just as He sees His Son. You carry His image everywhere you go. All He's asking for you to disagree with Him. That's all God's asking. Just agree with me. Let me be part of your life. That's all he's asking. Is that difficult to do? Thank God I did this years back, over 30 years now. And I, I'm, I'm, I, there's no regret in my life. I feel very fulfilled. Somebody will tell me that I will be in the United States. That's the number one, one uh, country in the world. And be a preacher in the U.S. I think, uh, so what have you been drinking? Are you nuts? But that's what God can do. And I'm very grateful to Him. And for you also. Because He brought our paths together. And that's a wonderful thing. And so you're here this morning. You're not here by accident. God brought you here. Why don't you, all of us, give ourselves to Him. And say, God, you can have all of me. Are you willing to do that this morning? 
so that you can have, God can deliver into your hand the rod with which to reign. Amen? And you can reign. Forget the past. Forget what's happened to you in the past. Use the name to have a sound mind. Use the name to have a sound body. Use the name to take care of your finances. He gave us the name and he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. He says, up till now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask so that you receive, so that your joy will be full. How many want their needs met so they can be happy? You know, this guy said, well, I don't believe in that prosperity thing. You know you are unhappy when they are trying to repossess your car. Don't lie to yourself. You know you didn't sleep last night because you know they are coming for your car. But if you have the money to pay for it, you're okay. And God can give you that because He loves you. Amen? Why don't you turn it over to Him today and watch what He'll do. He's made something out of my life. Give me a beautiful woman to get married to. And uh, beautiful kids. We are constantly very happy with our family. And the, the fam- our family members are beginning to notice. There's something different about your children. It's not us. It's the name. It's the name. And that name, you are being, you are being called by that name. Why don't you allow yourself to be called by his name? Everybody has a last name, right? That's my last name. His name. I'm called by his name. Don't you want that? All heads bow this morning. If you want your life to be called by his name, if you've not made a commitment to him, Jesus, that son of God who died on the cross, if you feel so confused that life is not treating you well, but you need these things rectified, these things changed, you are in the right place. Because Jesus is here this morning. And all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I just need you in my life. I need you today. I'm tired. I just need you. And this will be the birth of new things in your life. Because God says, I make all things new. He's going to do that to you this morning. You're here this morning and you say, I knew, I knew Christ. But I'm not, I've not been walking really close to God. I really want Him, His Spirit to help me to do that. Or you say, well, I have never really asked Jesus truly into my heart, but I want Him now in my heart. You're here this morning. He's here with us. Why don't you surrender to Him? At the count of three, please lift your hand up. God will see that hand. Not for man. God will see that hand. And He will hear from heaven. And He will begin to walk in your life. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you so much. Thank you. He saw those hands. Jesus saw those hands. Now, open your eyes, all of you. Please look up here. There is what we have called the connection card. We're going to be taking our offering very soon. And he says, my decision today. Sometimes we think we are doing things for pastor. No. Heaven records every action, every word. Heaven, heaven records it. So there's this card there in the bulletin you received. It says, my decision today. 
If you check that out and say, I made Christ, a commitment to Christ today. Guess what? In heaven, it's checked out there. That's one of us now. You see that? The devils recognize, hey, you checked it out. And all I'd ask for man, put it in the envelope so you have a witness with man. And I'll pray for that and pray for you. But it's important that you fill it and put it in the offering bucket so we can see it. So it's man and God witnessing and angels what you did for Christ. And God will never forget that. Amen? So fill that and put it in the offering bucket. So right now I want you all to pray with me, especially those that are making their commitment to God. Pray with me. Everybody, Father God, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for dying in my place on the cross. Jesus, I receive you today into my life. Come and be the Lord of my life. Help me to live for you. I commit my life totally to you. I need your help through the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that and you meant it, your name is written in the book of life. And you will make it to see Jesus face to face. That's one day I'm looking for, to see Jesus. Some preacher said, I will first gaze at his face for the first 1,000 years. And then after the first 1,000 years, I might turn around and say, Hi, Peter, how are you doing? How was it when you were in jail and railroad put you in jail? How how did that feel? But that's only after 1,000 years. Because we live there for eternity. Amen? I want you all to help me today. We have uh, the cards that we're giving out.